0: Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's been a while since I've spoken with you or had a new episode of Southern Fried Soccer, but we've had some news today involving the Five Stripes. If you haven't heard, the team seems to be on the verge of signing 18-year-old midfielder Ezekiel Barco from Independiente in Argentina. Uh, This would complete a months-long courtship and... um, negotiation between the two teams that at sometimes has become kind of silly, uh, based upon the reports out of South America. Um, each time you thought that the deal was about to be done, uh, something would happen with the negotiations uh, that would seem to push it back by another week or two. Uh, but it seems like everything is done. Um It's reportedly a $15 million transfer fee, which would set a new record for an MLS team, one that was just set last year when Atlanta United purchased Miguel Almiron uh, from Lanús, also in Argentina. Uh, The sticking point the past few weeks, it seems to finally have been solved, is the percentage of the proceeds that Independiente should receive if Atlanta United sells Barco uh, to another team from around the world, uh, it looks like it's going to be 30% of the proceeds uh, through 2019, and then it drops down to 10% in 2020. Um, so that seems like a pretty good deal for Atlanta United, considering the talent that um, the talent, and the money that's being spent on players, notably in Europe. Uh, specifically in England, uh, you know, if Atlanta United buys him for 15 and sells them for 30, 30 million dollars, strangely, is chump change in England right now for players. Uh, so this seems like a really, really smart purchase by Atlanta United. So where would Barco line up for the five stripes? It seems like he's most likely going to slot right into the left midfield position vacated by Yamil Assad, whose loan wasn't either extended or agreed upon between Atlanta United and Valise Sarsfield in Argentina. Uh, of course, if Atlanta United were to sell Almiron next winter, for example, then Barco could slide into the middle and Atlanta United could take some of those proceeds from the Almiron sale, assuming there are proceeds, and buy another player from South America or Europe or somewhere around the world as they continue this kind of financial talent pipeline that Darren Eels talked about in one of his very first interviews uh, with me uh, way back, uh, I think 2014 was when that happened. Um, I can remember at playing day sitting in the uh, foundation offices uh, over there near, um, near uh, what is it, Piedmont, I think it is, um, was to follow the Spurs model. You buy young talent, you develop young talent, you sell that talent at a very high price, and you take that money and turn it back into the club uh, with acquiring more talent or with whatever happens to be needed. It's a model that a lot of teams try. They don't always succeed. There's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, some coaches are loath to play young players. Uh, some franchises would rather go with the tried and true. Gerardo Martino does have a history of developing young talent. You didn't get to see a lot of it last year for a lot of reasons, but I think you'll see more of it this season. Um, But this is an exciting time. Uh, It could be historic for Atlanta United, as I wrote in the story that I hope you'll have seen, that I tweeted out at Doug Robertson AJC. It's on myajc.com. MLS has almost no history no recognizable or impressive history with selling young, non-Americans to teams in Europe. So therefore, what is the incentive for a lot of these MLS teams to go and spend money on guys like Barco if there's not a history of selling those guys and turning a profit? If Atlanta United can do that with Hector Viaba, with Miguel Amaron, with Ezekiel Barco, it changes the business model, it could change the business model, for a lot of teams at MLS, they might be more willing to open up those purse strings, buy these young, exciting players, which theoretically would impact the, uh, the ticket sales also, and then turn around and sell them to, to Europe. Uh, there are quite a few leagues in Europe that do this that are very, very good at doing this. Holland is one, Portugal uh, is another, um, Belgium to, to a smaller extent that get these young guys and develop them and send them on their way uh, to bigger clubs. It's how their business model is built. Uh, That could be, should be, the MLS business model while the league continues to acquire and develop and fine-tune its talent to fulfill Don Garber's goal of becoming one of the better leagues in the world. I think it still has quite a ways to go, uh, but it's going to get there, I believe. It's just it's... Country is too populous, the interest is too great, if you saw the Gallup poll, and the sport for settling to occur in any regard. Um, so this is just a fantastic purchase, I think, by Atlanta United. Um, I'm really excited to see this kid. he I shouldn't call him a kid. It sounds degrading. I don't mean it that way. Um, but he was voted one of the top 100 talents in world football. Uh, there were quite a few teams in Europe allegedly interested in him, uh, including Atletico Madrid, uh, who were sniffing around. Um, but he's supposed to be fast. I've seen some video on him. Technical ability is off the charts. Uh, if he can play defense like Gerardo Martino will want, to, want him to, uh, you know, Atlanta United is going to be quite, quite scary next year. So imagine a lineup uh, at its strongest with Barco on the left, Martinez as the lone striker who scored 19 goals last year, Hector Viaba who did a double double for goals and assists on the right, Miguel Almiron underneath that trident, Darlington Nagby in between Almiron and Carlos Carmona. On the left, you'll have Greg Garza. You'll have Leandro Gonzalez Perez, and Michael Parkhurst in the center, and then Escobar I'm assuming on the right if they play a four-man back line. If they play a three-man back line, you'll probably see Escobar coming off the bench, and perhaps Lorenowitz partnering with Carmona uh, as two holding midfielders. Um, And Nagby kind of playing underneath or beside Albaron. This is just gonna be, it's gonna be an exciting lineup. Uh, You know, the sophomore slump is something that every team tries to avoid. It seems like Atlanta United is spending the money and doing everything possible with their two record-setting moves. The record trade for Almiron, I'm sorry, for Nagby from Portland, and now this record signing of Ezekiel Barco from Independiente. It's a a fun time, if you're a Five Strike fan, I'm sure. The team also had some USL news today. The hiring of a new coach. They found out that they're going to be in the Eastern Conference. Not that that's that big of a surprise. Uh, The name of the team was unveiled this week, Atlanta United 2, or ATLUTD2. I saw uh, some clever fans are calling them the Golden Spikes, uh, which is a good nickname, uh, kind of in line with the Five Stripes. So that kind of works. The Golden Spike is in the ATLUTD2 logo. Um, So anyway, a lot of stuff happening. Uh, So you'll start seeing a lot more content on uh, AJC.com, on MyAJC.com, more podcasts, more tweets and everything. I tweeted this out the other day, but I figured I'll tell y'all too. The paper is uh, decided, my boss has decided, that I'm going to travel to every Atlanta United game, no matter where it is, no matter the time. I only missed two last year. So to that end, I'm going to the draft in Philadelphia next week. Uh, I'll be covering uh, the game in Nashville tournament in Charleston anywhere Atlanta United is or will be for training camp I will be there so I hope you'll subscribe to myajc.com it's very inexpensive you'll get a wealth of information I was the only media person through, in the Atlanta market to be at however many games there were last year 37, 38 out of 40 when you throw in the USL and everything else and uh, the playoffs um, and the preseason tournament games Um, so I hope you subscribe. I hope you find the content valuable. Feel free to send me story ideas. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. Please follow this podcast, Southern Fried Soccer on iTunes. And I hope you have a fantastic day. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. We wanna hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologeticallyATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.